We were recently fortunate enough to sit down and chat with Smoke Elser, who is a local Missoula legend that has been integral to conservation in the state for over 60 years through his wilderness outfitter and his popular University of Montana packing class. He is also notably a 62-year member of MWA. He told us a story about the creation of the Great Bear Wilderness, which is now 285,000 protected acres connecting Glacier Park to the Bob Marshall. It encompasses the headwaters of the Middle Fork of the Flathead and over 300 miles of trails. I first came to Montana in 1955, graduating out of high school uh, from the Youngstown, Cleveland area. Anyway, I came out here to Montana to work for the Forest Service and went to work for the Helena National Forest as a lookout on Hogback Lookout in the Helena National Forest. Worked there for two years. The, the summer of the second year, I met a man by the name of Tom Edwards, and uh, he was coming out of the hills with a pack string, and I was to meet him there and pick up the Forest Service officials that were with him, which I did, but I talked to Tom, and I said, geez, I need a job and work for the Forest or for, the, for your packing outfit for the Whitetail Ranch. And he said, well, Sonny, uh, you'll have to wait. Come on up this winter, and we'll talk about it. I don't have time now. So at any rate, that winter in 19, actually it was in 56, in the beginning of 57, I went up to the ranch, talked to Tom a little bit. He hired me. He said, I no pay. First two months or two weeks, uh, room and board, that's all. I want to see if you, you fit the job. After two weeks, I was hired at $400 a month, which was damn good money in those days. $100 a week and room and board. And uh, so I worked for Tom Edwards from 57 till, uh, well, 63, the late, late year of 63. Uh, in the meantime, Tom Edwards had joined with his, his neighbor and a cousin, Howard Cope neighbor. They joined forces to form the Whitetail Ranch. Uh, and that was in about 1959. 58, right in there. So my first trip into the Bob Marshall was in 1957. And uh, I operated in there for about 50 years. Uh, ran for work for Tom for seven, and Tom and Howard, and then uh, went ahead and bought my own outfit. And uh, they helped me get started and uh, been running a pack outfit ever since then. And uh, in uh, 2003, I finally sold my outfit, but then I went to work for other outfitters as a guide and helping them pack into the backcountry. One story I'd like to tell you, you know, the the, uh, the beginning of the Great Bear uh, Wilderness kind of started with a pack trip. The Grizzly Riders is one of my, my uh, major uh, groups and that's the University Foundation. The first Grizzly Rider trip was taken in, in 1966. And we went into Meadow Creek, which is now the Lincoln Scapegoat. And we camped there and then came out uh, at Trixie's, near Trixie's on the North Fork. But that group was 38 people and 107 head of horses and mules. And of course, at that time, I, I had just been out working with the Whitetail Ranch, who handled lots of these big trips, uh, 20 and 30 people at a time. And I could see the damage that was being done to the backcountry. So... At that time, I started to 
organize my own outfit so that I would pack in lighter equipment, take fewer head of stock, and take a minimum number of guests. And my, my wife and I, our main goal on each trip was to interpret the wilderness and interpret that to our guests. And uh, you'd be amazed how many people didn't have a clue what wilderness was or why it was there or how it became about. So uh, after taking the Grizzly Riders in in 66, the next year they went to the Gallatin country at the Nine Quarter Circle Ranch. But that summer of 1967, the organizer of the Grizzly Riders, Tom Collins, he decided he would like to uh, go somewhere new because it had a lot of trouble with the trip down in 67, um, down in the Gallatin. And uh, so early in the spring of 68, uh, Tom said, I want to find someplace new. And Dr. Craighead had told him about the, the wild river called the Middle Fork of the Flathead. So I agreed to take them in to take a look, to see if the fishing was good, if uh, it was compatible to a group of a uh, large group of people and uh, if there was enough fishing area and good fishing, uh, as well as scenery. So at any rate, we packed up and went into the middle fork of the Flathead, went to Schaefer Meadow, where Tom and his three other guests, who were Lloyd Shermer, uh, John Craighead, and of course Tom Collins, and uh, uh, Sherman Lawn, uh, an, an attorney here in town, they flew into Schaefer Meadow, which is a portal now into the wilderness, into the Great Bear Wilderness. They flew in there and I picked them up at the airfield at, uh, and we packed down to the mouth of Lodgepole Creek, about three and a half, four miles from the airfield. And uh, right across the river was another drainage called Minor Creek. And I thought, boy, that'd be great fishing for these guys. So we camped there for three days and uh, caught lots of fish. They went up and down the river and went over to, to Minor Creek. We packed them over by horseback and then went on up into two little lakes, Scott Lake and Lake Flotilla. And of course, we couldn't fish Lodgepole because it was primarily uh, uh, bull trout fishing. So we never did fish that river at all. But there was plenty of fishing there and a nice campground at an old Forest Service ranger station which had been burned down years and years ago. And um, so it was a nice little meadow there. And uh, yeah, we fished for three days, caught a lot of fish, uh, talked around the campfire, and I kept telling them that this area is out of the wilderness. It's not a wilderness area. And uh, John Craighead was, of course, pushing for a scenic rivers designation for the Middle Fork. So he made a lot of good uh, statements and, and good points with these three gentlemen. And the last day we packed up, we went out to uh, Lodgepole and come out at uh, Challenge Cabin, which is uh, just off a of route to... Anyway, we packed up and started up the trail and got up Lodgepole about uh, eight miles. And I could hear a funny noise ahead of us. And chase uh, all of a sudden we ran into a big pile of dirt and timber. And uh, on the other side sat a bulldozer a D8 bulldozer. The driver was off in the brush cutting a limb or two off of the some trees there. And geez, I jumped off my horse and ran around the pile of dirt and through the trees and got a hold of him. I said, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm building a road. 
He says, we're going to build a road into Schaefer. And I said, what for? And he said, mainly for logging. We're going to log the Middle Fork. We're going to log uh, Granite Creek, uh, Miner Creek, uh, Lodgepole Creek, of course, and on up to almost to Schaefer. And then we're going to go above Schaefer and log that. So I'm building the road. I'm cutting a, a road. And I said, well, how do you expect me to get by you with uh, about seven pack horses and three riders back here? Because you got the trail. You were right on the trail just plowing it up with a dozer. So he, anyway, he and I worked around there for a while and finally cut enough trees so I could get around him and get on the old dozer track. And my guests were fit to be tied. They couldn't believe we were on a wilderness pack trip and here we are running into a bulldozer that's trying to destroy it. So at any rate, we got to the end of the road, finally hit the trail and made it out to the end of the road. My wife picked them up and uh, took them around Route 2 into Columbia Falls and down through Kalispell and through into Missoula. As soon as they got in the station wagon, we had a station wagon we were using as our transportation. Lloyd Shermer, who was the editor and publisher of the Missoulian here in town, uh, he, he was just livid, and so were the other members of the group. Uh, John Craighead, he couldn't believe they were doing this. Anyway, uh, Lloyd Shermer said, uh, listen, uh, Thelma, I want you to stop at the first telephone on Route 2. And that was telephone, and it was a booth at that time, yet. And she stopped at uh, Isaac Walton Inn, which had a telephone booth outside. And he made a phone call to Missoula, and he called one of his, one of his uh, reporters, a young man by the name of Dale Burke. And Dale Burke was kind of the wild... Uh, the wild kind of a reporter. He'd go anywhere and any, he'd do anything to get a good report to put into the Missoulian. And anyway, he told Dale, he said, well, in two weeks, you're going to come up and work for Smoke Elser in the middle fork of the Flathead. Because we understand that Smoke, what we did is we outlined the Grizzly Riders so they could come into the middle fork and we outlined a campsite and how they were, where they were going to travel. And he said, I want you to work as a packer and a wrangler for smoke and find out what's going on with this road going into the Middle Fork. Anyway, about two weeks later, we took in the Grizzly Riders. It was a big group. They flew into Schaefer, and, uh, and I picked them up at the airfield, hauled them down to our camp. We set up camp. We had camp for about, uh, about 35 people. I had a crew of seven, counting Dale. And uh, we had our crew, our horses right there and mules right there, and we started packing around that area and taking them fishing. And every night, the Forest Service would fly into Schaefer, a group of men, uh, primarily rangers and, and supervisors, and come down and sit around our campfire and talk about how they were planning to log this area and do it reasonably well and uh, do it the best they could. And of course, one of, the, one of the grizzly riders was a guy by the name of Holly Larson. And he was uh, the chief uh, manager of the Plum Creek Lumber Company. And they had a big sawmill at Charlo. And one also in, in Columbia Falls. But at any rate, he was going to get all the timber out of there, of course. Well, they had a few talks and around the campfire. And Dale wrote everything down and kept track of everything. Of course, he took grizzly riders fishing every day.
he got to know these guys pretty well, and uh, these guys are all uh, uh, pretty high-end uh, lawyers and uh, doctors and so forth. Uh, president Johns was the president of the university. He was there. But at any rate, uh, at the end of the trip, uh, Dale came out of the hills, and a few weeks later, he was able to get a map of how they were going to log that area and run run roads. And uh, he joined in with another guy by the name of Lauren Creck, who was a dentist in uh, in Columbia Falls. And Lauren and, and Dale organized a group and involved the Wilderness Association, which, by the way, was a very young organization. You see, I joined the Montana Wilderness Association in 1958, actually 59, excuse me. And I joined it, and it was only a year old. Tom Edwards, who was in it, he took me to the first meeting, and he said, you don't leave here unless you join. So I joined it early. But at any rate, they got together and, and contacted a man by the name of Lee Metcalf, he was our favorite senator, and still is, and and they decided, decided they would have the Great Bear Wilderness. They would connect the Bob Marshall to Glacier Park. The only division would be Route 2, which is a about a 16-foot highway width between the two, and that would allow for game animals and and uh, the wilderness to flow from Glacier Park through the Bob Marshall all the way down to Route 200 near Orlando. And of course, that's how we got involved in the wilderness. Smoke's work has not stopped with the Great Bear. He was an influential figure in the designation of the Scapegoat Wilderness, the first citizen-created federal wilderness in 1972, and has supported countless other efforts to protect public lands throughout the state of Montana. He is a member of the collaborative group behind the Blackfoot Clearwater Stewardship Act, a grassroots bill with three components, conservation, timber restoration, and recreation. Passage of the BCSA will designate 80,000 acres of new wilderness in the Mission Mountains, Bob Marshall, and Scapegoat Wilderness areas. It will also create two new recreation areas for high-quality snowmobiling and mountain biking, while maintaining local jobs and economic opportunities for residents in the Blackfoot and Clearwater Valleys. If you'd like to learn more about the BCSA, visit blackfootclearwater.org.